Greetings, flesh creatures. It is I, Megatron. On behalf of TFYLP, I want to congratulate you for listening to the most refined collective podcast on this miserable little planet Earth. Yes. Here you'll find knowledgeable fans discussing every aspect of Transformers and beyond. Now, enjoy the show while I continue my path to complete conquest of all of you miserable biological entities. Predacons, terrorize! Hello, welcome to TFYLP episode 428. We are live tonight, April 26th. I'm Lucas and I am joined tonight by Rob. Hi. Christian. What up? Serge. You're telling me I missed episode 420? I'm disappointed. <laughs> so that was a while ago. Disappointed. Two months ago, bro. So, uh, works. Kind of close to 420 on 420. Kinda. I should have held out. <laughs> yeah, j- just skipped them all till then. So, uh, and Peter. Sorry, every Destron. <laughs> and you are. I already I said my name at the very beginning, so that you wouldn't give me Did crap, you? Christian. I said that I was looking. I don't remember it anymore. So it's just well, wrong to me. Yeah. Gave it to you anyways. That was like over five seconds ago, man. You can't expect right, people to remember right. stuff. <laughs> Trying to get the comments here. Uh, I don't even know what the topic is. So the topic tonight is we are talking about Transformers displays. And so what brought this up is that uh, Peter, I guess, is uh, uh, relocating and uh, is is in a different different area, I I suppose, as, as you can see with your backdrop tonight. And so yeah. he said, hey, guys, like, what should I do with my displays? And so all of us said, oh, this would be a fantastic topic. So it's kind of how it would. Well, and... the obvious answer is you should put them in bins. The best display ever. Right, guys? <laughs> See, that's, that's like the end game. A house <laughs> is a bin. There we go. <laughs> right. Perfect. You're done. End of the episode. Good job, you guys. We really nailed it. <laughs> came in wow. strong so there you go well and and i apologize to everyone that uh, we couldn't have rick on tonight because i'm sure that he could uh but i i think that we've probably covered his displays for you yeah. know a, a fair or an- an- another way to phrase that would be you're welcome everyone we couldn't have rick on <laughs> i'm sure he would loudly put up his display again while <laughs> Recording. so yeah I, I could imagine he's gonna like somehow join like halfway in and be like guys like what are you talking about <sighs> so christian uh since you can't see the comments uh they're yeah. complimenting you on your haircut tonight see i'm oh, telling thanks, you guys. the first thing i noticed just came in flex on all of us yep. I, uh, it was really hot so yeah it, it feels nice oh, rest so... of us looking like a bunch of cavemen <laughs> right thanks internet show me the love <laughs> He's single. I am ready to mingle. That's true. He's ready to transform your life. (laughs) 
Catherine wants to know what we're doing with our Unicron. Specifically, did Destron solve the Unicron depth behind the glass dilemma? Destron is having two Unicrons shipped to a house where he doesn't live anymore, and Hasbro is just oh, like, that's right. So, oh no! Uh, what what service did those come? FedEx. Yeah. Yes. I mean, you like be you should be able to contact them. FedEx and get them to reroute it. That's once I get theory. the ship notification. Uh, mm-hmm. Hasbro oh. said that it should it should ship on the twenty second or twenty third, and here we are. It's the twenty fifth or twenty sixth, and it's still not shipped. So. I'm expecting them to just be chucked into the pond behind my old house. The, awesome. the FedEx it's okay. Person. You made friends with all the critters back there. They will get it out and bring it to you. It'll be like Snow White. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey guys. The armadillos Uh-oh. and the raccoon and the Looks like Destron's and... Unicron got put into the lake. Well, <laughs> I can imagine. It's some driftwood. We got to drift it to shore before it soaks. We have manatees in the, in the lagoon behind my house sometimes. Really? Yeah. No, that's awesome. <laughs> that is so cool. Manatees. The answer for what did I do for Unicron is I did that. Dope. So that used to be um, oh, a standing desk that I used for work for a while. And then I used it for like reviews and to take, I used the backdrop to take photos for eBay stuff. And all of a sudden it realized I don't really use this desk for anything important. I could put three half height billies there. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, man, I hope I can make Unicron fit on it. And the answer is I could barely. By turning him sideways um, at an angle. And honestly, like the at an angle, it doesn't look bad. You know, I mean, like if I could have had it coming straight off, I probably would have. But it also kind of, you know, adds something to it to, you know, it's not like he's turned completely sideways or backwards or anything. It kind of adds some depth and dimension to it. That picture is hilarious. If you haven't seen that, (laughs) they've dismantled everything and he's like crunched in. (laughs) He looks like somebody shoved a dead body in a closet. Great. My yeah. new friend is hanging out with me on my new work desk. That's not his permanent home. I'm waiting for some new furniture uh, for my Detolf display, and I'll talk about that later, but he will eventually be the centerpiece over there. Um, and yeah, it's absolute garbage that Peter still doesn't have his Unicron. I mean, it is. That's insane I, to me. I, like, I, I could just imagine um, like the new the new guy that lives where you're at, Peter, like, they're like, oh, you're getting a couple boxes? Yeah, I'll, I'll drive them over. Like, well, you can just deliver them here. <laughs> Do you have a vehicle that you could fit the boxes in? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all squared away. I mean, the it's a family-owned property. So we're, okay. we're, we're, we're fine. It's just I, I don't want them to sit out the rain. I don't want the, the postal carrier likes to chuck them into the, the grass or when it's raining, they like to just leave them in the street. My boxes, just, just put them on the street. It's fine. It won't rain on it or get run over. Whatever. My postal carrier is the worst and, and is completely unapologetic. And we've complained and, about them and just... Yeah. I would be afraid to file a complaint about my postal worker because I feel like it would just get worse. Right. I'm I'm a federal employee. I have no qualms about arguing with or complaining on other federal employees. They get the same crappy pension I do, and they can eat it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should be thankful that the postal carriers here by me are great, and I've never had an issue. So, but I, I live literally right down the street from a post office. So oh. I, I'm like one of the first, you know, they like drop my stuff off every day at like 10 o'clock and 
It's, Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Yeah. Richman can afford a house by the post office. <laughs> the, my old house is, it's the last it's the last cross street before the end of the county. And my post office is four miles in the other direction. So I'm the last house on the left on the last street of their route. So by the time they get to me at the end of the day, they're like, fuck Man. this guy. You sure your house well, is at old? your old house? At my old house. At my old house. My new house, we haven't had any issues yet. Packages have arrived. What's funny is we've been in this house for five years, six years, something like that. I don't know. And like there's been times where, you know, for like a year or two, mail comes at like four or five p.m. And then other times for a year or two, it comes at like 11 or noon. Yeah. And like, you know, and it, and it's, I assume they're just, you know, reworking their, their deliveries, right? They figured out in the morning, probably most of it's automated. Here's your route for today or whatever. And at some point employees come and go and that redoes the things, you know, but I have a camera on my front door. I know when my post office person chains, changes, yeah. you know, so. I have uh, a friend who works for FedEx in Ohio and Dayton. And she said, yeah, it's, Pretty much like you just said, it's automated completely. So when people drop off or new people get added, it recalculates the routes for all the drivers. And then the the line people load the trucks based on the new route calculations and have at it. Off they go. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. So, Rob, but I do love what you did that you managed to make an efficient use of your space. Because I don't know if you're like me where uh, my spouse said, you know, hey, have at it here's your space and then at some point i ran out of space and i said oh can i have more space and they said no um you you can can keep keep it to that so i don't know if you kind of had the same thing where you're like i'm gonna get creative here and uh you know what you should have done is countered with cool i'm gonna get a different spouse you know (laughs) you can have the kids i'm gonna get more display space (laughs) like that's how this is going no, yeah, um, I, I, uh, I, I'm not sure that that would be the line in the sand that I would draw. But, uh... <laughs> uh, you might not... like his spouse, Rob. You, you never know. More than the collection, though. I mean, Transformers is your true wife. Let's let's get this let's get this mm. straight. My collection has survived two wives so far. <laughs> um, no, I, I didn't run into that. My um, space is self-imposed and always has been. And that's like one of my desires. Like I don't want it outside of my collection room, and I never yeah. have. Um, it's one of those like she has mentioned before. She's like, you know, if you wanted to have like a single nice display of like some choice figures in the living room, you know, like you know, it might be something like a glass case that has like you know a figure on a shelf, something to that nature. Like she's you know, stuff like that wouldn't bother her, but I don't want that. Yeah, I want them here. I'm on. I'm on the same boat. I've never liked the idea of the collection going beyond us. I mean, I've seen pictures online of like people's, like all their house is just full of like card backs on the walls and like the kitchen, the bathrooms, even it's like, I don't need Captain America looking at me while I'm taking a leak, you know, or like, that's that's America's wiener. (laughs) Inviting somebody over, you know, for dinner. And it's like, let me bust out the fine China right next to my masterpiece collection. And grab grandma's cabinet. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I like to keep it here, and also humans. Um, you know, and this is related to displaying. You know, most humans, we however much space we get, we're gonna fill it, and it doesn't matter. Like, if you've ever thought, "Man, I don't have enough room in my pockets for stuff," or "I don't have enough room in my wallet to hold all my cards," 
So you get a bigger wallet or you get bigger cargo pants or something. Mm-hmm. You quickly find you just accumulate more garbage that you don't actually need. You know, I mean, and I have a big space. Like, I'm, I mean, this, like, you know, this is like a third that you can see on camera here, maybe a fourth of the size of my, my display room here, my, which is also my office, whatever, um, basement. Um, but, you know, the, the more space you have, just the more you're going to fill up. And so by putting that constriction on that, you can kind of, you know, work with it. Else you'll just endlessly grow and yeah. it'll, it'll take over everything and it'll look like crap and everyone will think it looks like crap and you'll know it looks like crap, but you don't want to admit it looks like crap. So <laughs> it's a, I don't know, I find having that to be helpful. And if you're doing the thing where you're nailing cards, like carded figures to your wall, stop. <laughs> it, it looks like crap. It, it doesn't look good. It never looks good. Yeah. You got your, your, was it circa 2000? Yes, 2001 Power of the Force, <laughs> I always, Star Wars stuff. <laughs> like, even oh. like, like people even put up like empty boxes too. I feel like that's even worse. That's I always worse. see people posting in the groups like, hey, what do you guys do with your boxes? Like throw them out, you know, Recycle like, them. <laughs> yeah. And I used to keep, bin. I used to keep everything. I mean, I was, oh. this is when I was like, you know much younger and I, I was buying things like as i could so each purchase was a lot special that now i'm like buying much more there are exceptions to that i think like vintage boxes and what vintage means to you changes oh, yeah sure, sure. like sure, no. um like you know i could imagine like if i had just g1 and that's all i had i could totally see a display where i spread it out even more than i do where like you put the empty box behind it because i'm going to open my stuff but then you put the figures in front of it Sure, you know, to display them together, great. but have them out. You know, like. But you would never just display that empty box on a wall in the middle of a wall by itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's stupid. You would never do that. So don't so, do that. Now, would you take like, say, a Toys R Us display with with hooks and then <laughs> line the Rick question? <laughs> line line it with that because I mean I actually think that that looks pretty neat to kind of set up yeah. a a store display. Like I've seen. Yeah. Actually, some people where they've they've literally set up like here's a picture of like the 1985 Toys R Us, and like I'm recreating it in my you know like downstairs or whatever. Which I think yeah. is, I mean that's a thematic overall thing you're doing. Yeah. Like, like that's what Rick is doing, and Rick also has ridiculous amounts of stuff. You know, like beyond ridiculous amounts of stuff, he has everything carded. Yeah, and so he won't. He he doesn't really have a lot of options if he doesn't want to just store it in totes, shoved away, right? I, I think right. like um, those are if you like if you really take it to like the next level, like um, there's a couple people, um, like people who collect like um, VHSs, Blu-rays, and all that. They make I've seen some really cool uh, display rooms where they model it after like a blockbuster or like a family-owned rental video, and those places are really cool because they get like signage. They even have like an old computer for like the lookup system. So you like watch... if something like that is like really cool, but I personally wouldn't be able to do one of those store displays because I feel like I'd get bored of like yeah. what's facing, and then there's like five figures deep, and it, it just sounds like a whole mess to keep switching things out, you know. Yeah, I think you know that's one of the big things with displays is your display has to fit what your collection is. And, you know, you need to decide what your collection is as well. And that's one where, for example, Rick, with what he has and with what he's doing, I think stuff like the pegboards for his gajillion carded figures that hang, I think that makes sense. You know, um, but for, you know, I have 
20 figures. I'm going to nail them on my wall for some reason. Like, no, that doesn't look good. No one thought thinks that looks good. Yeah, it's not wallpaper. And I disagree with Ron. I think wood paneling looks better than having figures nailed into wood paneling. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know, I'm going to disagree. Yeah. Yeah. And, those, and those displays are always like, it's never like uniform. It's like, I got a generation <laughs> Armada figure. There's like a ninth spawn mixed in there, too. <laughs> I did that. I did it when I first got to my own, pl- my own place. And I was just like, yeah, I can put up all these carded figures that I've kept. No. It looks horrible. <laughs> I, I had it behind a door. I think we've all so done could, it at, at one point. No, like, no, 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 don't do it. Do not do it. Please don't do it. I'm I, I do love Catherine's comment. She says, don't make your display look too much like a store. No woman has ever said, I love going to my boyfriend's because his place looks like Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar thought. Very I've done retail stocking as like a job before. I don't want to do that for my hobby in my own house. Right. Like, <laughs> I just I, I worry myself. Aside from the cards on the wall looking bad, um, with Rick's display in particular, I like the way it looks. I like that it looks like you know a snapshot of an error or whatever. But for me, I would worry that the cards, the tabs on the cards, would get damaged from moving them do. on and off the peg. And they do. And then eventually you'll have that one day where the one figure, the, the card peg tag goes whoop and it knocks the figure down, which knocks the neck figure down. And it's like an avalanche as they we've all done it at the store where you're like going down the pegs like and you hit that one figure and you knock 16 things over. I don't want that to happen in my collection. That's like dread. I managed to move everything here with one piece breaking that we know of so far. And you know which one it is, Rob. And, uh, and, and so it's nothing vintage, nothing, nothing that like, uh, we didn't drop any totes. We didn't crush any boxes. We didn't hurt any cards. I would be mortified if something fell off a peg and knock, knock butterfly peg tags or whatever off of, off of all my card stuff. It should be noted that it doesn't matter whether it's carded or loose or anything. Falling like dominoes is something that's hard to prevent with any collection. To, right. to some degree, like Transformers are a lot better than like fucking Marvel Legends, Marvel Legends. Um, or like my NECA Ninja Turtle stuff. They are constantly falling over, even though like Shredder doesn't stand for crap. And like right now, I think Casey fell into Vernon. <laughs> so they're they're just they're just having a little nap together right yeah. now because I'm just like man fuck those figures I don't want, I, I don't think, pick I, them up again you know yeah I think if you're gonna do box displays it's like you said incorporate it into the the overall display yeah, maybe part like, uh, Christian has seen what I've done with my carded uh, 40th anniversary uh, Star Wars figures oh yeah so each of my each of my shelves is themed after like this is all Episode Four stuff all Episode Five stuff. Um, so for the ones that they've done the the retro card for, uh, the ones that I kept on the card, I put on the back of the display, and then the figures in front of it, and it looks pretty neat because I have uh, I also bought these um, protectors like these plastic cases that to put the cards in, and that helps them like uh, uh, to stand them up because you know it's Makes like a box. A, yeah, it's like a rectangle, and then that way I don't have to worry about them you know flopping over or how do I hang them onto the to the shelf and that creates a whole other issue. Um, and I've seen a ton of like the G1 guys do that where they'll put either the empty box or just the boxed figure on shelves on the wall. And that looks amazing. Yeah. Or do, back to your surge, you know, the G1 guys, I've seen people put the boxes up on like a riser 
behind the figure in a, yeah. in a Detolf cube or whatever and put the figure in front of it. So like the box is there as the background and that looks nice. It's just making it look, you know, presentable. Yeah. And it does depend on the figure and even the card design, you know, cause I feel like putting a modern carded figure up on the display and if it's like an empty bubble, it's not going to look as good as, you know, like a boxed vintage, just something about vintage style boxes that catch Although, the eye. I mean, it's weird what you know again the term vintage changes i don't i don't think there's a year definition on vintage like oh 15 years old well i go by the legal definition the legal definition is if a car is 20 years or older it's vintage okay well that's that's the legal definition because i was gonna say like (laughs) i start to feel like some beast wars packaging now feels vintage to me beast machines doesn't beast machines that still is boring to me but like you know the the bubble beast wars backs and stuff like those are like have a different appeal to me these days, which is funny because I didn't collect Beast Wars at the time it came out. Um, I just uh, I wasn't collecting Transformers then. I was in high school. Oh, <laughs> too cool. Too cool. <laughs> uh, no, no, not yeah, at all. <laughs> I, I definitely think that the box stuff. I mean, and that's why I kind of appreciate Hasbro going back to that box design. Is that I think that you can make a better display with that. Um, you know, either on shelves or hanging up or whatever but i kind of do the same thing with my displays like i don't have a huge box collection but like i just kind of line the back of the displays with those boxes and i don't think it looks too bad i grabbed one for the video viewers i hope it comes up oh yeah it's, you're it's not because your background keeps intruding on it thing, uh, yeah. hold on, let, let me see if i can edit that repair repair it's funny because your microphone is also edited out, so there's just like this big circle going into your face. Let me just now you can see my dirty basement. Uh, it's still a little. My screen is too uh, dark. Oh well. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean that's one of those UV protective cases, right? Type things. Um, I don't know if they're UV protector. They're called no. by. They're made by a company called um, uh, Retro Protection, and they do like a ton of stuff they've they actually specialize in video game um protection cases for like vintage video games uh, but they do a lot of star wars stuff um no transformer stuff yet although i am going to email the guy and see if there'd be enough enough interest um, i start with energon just because <laughs> yeah because he does he does these based off of interest you know so like like the 40th anniversary back series, a ton of people leave that carded. So, you know, that's something he'll make. But like more obscure stuff, either he'll custom make it for you or if he has enough uh, interest, he'll he'll make a small run of it. Um, but like a pack of that cost me like $16 for like a pack of four or five. So they're pretty inexpensive if you're getting them in bulk. And the more yeah. you buy, the cheaper that they are. I was going to say, I figure ultimately, it's, I mean, it's just a cube. You know, <laughs> what dimensions do you need? All right, that, and, you know make them you know but yeah um yeah i mean i feel like that the key with displays is try to somewhat plan it out and you know have a have a purpose with it because i know that a lot of us like you know we we have a tendency to build our collections and not think about the displays and i mean i not that my displays are anything great but like you know i think that a lot of times (laughs) (laughs) case in point yeah, if you're if you're just putting it all in in bins and yeah, um, well, yeah, you know, on on that point, I think the biggest sin that you can commit in displays is you've got 
five thousand dollars worth of figures on twenty dollar Walmart shelves. Yep. You know, invest it's, in your. Display. And I always hear people always saying like, "Well, I can't afford these shelves. Like these shelves are too expensive." And it's like, well, if you can spend two three hundred dollars on a big third party masterpiece figure or two hundred dollars worth of mainline figures. You can drive yourself to if you're near an Ikea or even like Walmart and Target. They have quality displays, but people always go for like the cheapest of the cheap because they're trying to get like 10 of these displays all at once. And they get that and, colored bookcase that's, you know, kind of saggy, saggy. droopy. <laughs> or like those plastic shelving. Mm. I think someone shared it in a Transformer yeah. group a couple I, weeks ago. I know someone who used to use those. I, I wish I, that I would have grabbed the picture for this uh, show, but there's some person that had thousands of dollars of transformers like masterpiece third party where it was all like Crashed. collapsed because they had used some like cheap plastic you know shelf or whatever yeah i'm i'm guilty of that not the crashing part but like i had the 20 dollar garage shelves you know where it's you put down the thing peg 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 shelf peg 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 and it's one of those as everyone and their mother knows i'm a big budget person um and it's one of those I need to put these on something. I want to spend as little as possible on this because, again, I'm, I'm at a fixed budget on my collection. I want to get more toy, you know, and I want to enjoy the toy. And at the time, displaying wasn't part of the hobby for me. And mm-hmm. and, and it's one of those I – mean, we probably should have prefaced this. Like, yeah. this is an opinionated episode. And so we are cracking jokes, right? Like, you know, you know, we're entertaining each other and yeah. maybe some other people finding entertaining too. Don't actually give a fuck what you do with your toys. I, I don't care. I don't care if you throw them in your shoebox. You know, <laughs> I don't care if you put them in your cat's litter box and that's where you get them out to play with them. I think it's gross and, and you're gross and don't talk to me. <laughs> Tell but, us before you, know. you sell it. <laughs> <laughs> don't sh- I don't want to shake your we hand. We talked about that last week. Yeah. So, oh. so I feel like the, yeah, the big thing, honestly, I, I feel like that you could probably make those Walmart shells that you were talking about look better than like other people that have high-end shelves, just depending on how you do it. So if you yeah. have good lighting that you buy for it and you have like shelves where you're spacing everything out so that you don't have so many things on it that it's like bowing the shelf uh-huh. and whatnot, I think that it would be fine. Um, no, it wasn't. I, <laughs> and then they were yeah, crowded. People they, they were crowded as all get out because... And you can make do. Yeah. You know, like, like I'm, I'm, I'm coming for blood here because I see the two, both of your displays in the background. Another uh, thing that is also key to a good display is how you pose them, you know, because it looks like some shelves, Lucas, are better posed than others. I can probably tell that the ones that aren't as better posed, you probably mess with them more often or you just put those up. So, but often I see. Oh, we're losing. Uh-oh, Scratch, uh, apparently he's cutting out here. Oh, I what cut off saying? a bit. Yeah, you, oh, said, said... you said because sometimes I see. And then that was that. Oh, so I made a joke on the Cybertron Cafe a couple of weeks ago where it seems that people who complain about lack of articulation always do the G1 pose on their shelves. Yeah. And I see that very often where you've got an army of figures like all squished next to each other and like arms straight legs. And it's just like it, it just doesn't look good. There's no flow or, you know, even if you space them out a little bit, you know, put their guns up or something, you know, a little put the like if they come, have come with an extra face, put the expression on, you know, just something different to spice it up. It so, makes a world so of my, a difference. my problem is, is that I feel like my displays are always in a state of flux 
And I also like have not taken the time to uh, to do it just because, you know, you got a lot of things going on or whatever. And so I feel like it's like almost one of those like it's a whole day project, you know, to kind of get everything like the way that you want it to tear everything down and, and put everything up and all that kind of thing. So I like did that like, I don't know, like a year or so ago. And I haven't done it since. So like I know that I'm, it's you know, guilty pain. of of that myself and let's be clear like posing your figures is a skill i don't have that skill yeah you know like i do some of what you mentioned just like when i get alternate faces and heads especially with different expressions like i'll usually pick something that's more interesting than just normal face because i think it's more interesting Mm -hmm. you know and i'll usually put their guns and try to put them in some sort of pose unless you know it it fits the character to stand there because some of them it does yeah you know um but you know my G1 shelves, they all are just lined up like that because most of them don't articulate much beyond that. <laughs> and it would look weird if, you know, you got like uh, Galvatron, who's one of the most articulated fixture, uh, figures in G1, surprisingly. Um, he's actually super articulate. If I had him in some dynamic pose and everybody else is just sitting here like that, you know. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, you know. But, I don't think anybody is like, why isn't your G1 Optimus posed? <laughs> I think it's more, you know, if you get this like hyper articulated third party and it's just like, you know, give us some life. And I think some advice I could also give you, usually what I do is I'll Google like the source images. So like, you know, mm. if it's like a an MPM. The promotional up, shots. Yeah, I look up like promo shots of the figure. I'll look up screenshots from the movie, screenshots from the cartoon or whatever. Um, I know for like my non-transformer stuff, it's a lot easier because you can find those guys pose in so many different ways. Um, I struggle the most with Transformers. I think Transformers are the hardest ones I can... Because, like, most of them, like, they'll come with, like, a gun. And it's, like, there's only so many ways you can pose a figure with a gun. Mm-hmm. At least, in my, in my opinion, before they start to get really uh, repetitive. Um, yeah, but I, mean, I try. You can hold it like this. You can hold it shooting at somebody. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Just talk to Anna. She can give you some tips on, on posing your figures. So. Yes. Anna's the best at posing. Uh, isn't far. she just going to tell you to like dismantle all of them and rip them into parts and make a battle scene out of it? Cause she likes, <laughs> she complains about the violence in transformer comics, but all she does with hers is make grotesque mutilations of them. So I know uh, I'm, I'm, I'm calling some hypocrisy out on Anna here. So <laughs> we'll have to chat about that. But uh, one of the things, like, with my displays, um, so I got Billy's just like Rob did. Um, as and well. Billy's aren't expensive for what it's worth. Like, they they fluctuate in price from, like, 60 to 80 bucks a bookshelf. You, you know, like, they aren't that expensive if you have an Ikea nearby because delivery on Ikea is really expensive. But otherwise, yeah. they're not that expensive. If, if you're and, lucky to live by an Ikea or, like, within driving distance, like, that's pretty nice. But, like... The reason I got Billy's was because I figured that they're going to make Billy's forever, or I, at least I hope Blech. so. And a lot, like if I need an extra shelf, if I need, if I want to switch out for glass shelves, if I want to put glass fronts up, like how Rob has, like, and I think you have glass shelves as well. So it's like, you, there's a lot yes. you can do with those. And so that's, that's the thing that I uh, liked about those. Um, like the trouble, like I know a lot of people have is, is like, say you buy like one shelf or whatnot. Right. And then like, 
whatever, six months later, you buy another shelf, you buy another one, whatever. Right. But you end up like buying them from different places and, and, or like, even if it's Walmart or whatever, and it's a different style now than like what it was, you know, six months ago and it's a different Mm -hmm. height. And so like, everything is just like, that just bugs the heck out of me. Like I was like, I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Like, unless you can buy everything at once and usually most collectors can't because you know that's if you're trying to buy some nice shelves you know it can be kind of you know it's a notable chunk and that's why you know the things you listed are one of the reasons i went this way and i've talked about it before is that is that billies aren't going anywhere anytime soon at least right um so i can hey cat i can um i knew that i could continue to buy them as time went on i knew that there were for some of the otter spots like i have some spots where i don't have room for a full width so you can get the half width and they also have some that have the corners right. that are kind of, you know, the attachments to help secure it in the corners. And like over here on my right with the half ones, those aren't full height because I don't have a way to fix the top. And if you put up bookshelves, for the love of God, affix the tops to studs in your wall. You are asking for trouble if you put up a bookshelf and you don't affix it at the top to the wall. It is it is not worth the risk. Find a way to – anyways, I didn't have a way to fix the top one. That's why I had to go the half heights. And I can fix them to some studs in the bo- behind it. Um, but, you know, like there's a lot of options with any Ikea system you go with. You know, I'm not saying they're the end-all be-all by any means. But, like, if you get – some people get, like, glass displays from closing toy shores, stores or whatever. And those look awesome. But yeah. you, if you want a consistent look, you're not going to get it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe right. that's – for what you're doing, maybe that's fine. Maybe that's, like, the centerpiece and it's a one-off and that's fine. And yeah. what's around it is uniform. You know, like, that can look fine too. Um, like Lucas but, said earlier, with actually putting figures in a display, it's also important to plan out your display furniture and your display area. You know, Rob, Rob got a bunch of his pieces at once. You don't necessarily have to if you plan it out ahead, you know, especially if you're doing doing an IKEA. Oh, system I like planned that. out big time. Yeah, let's, you did. let's be clear. Like I, I measured. I knew how much they were. I was like, okay, I can fit three. And then a corner and another one over here for this wall. On this wall, I can do this, you know, and like I planned out a lot and then I did buy in stages. Exactly. You didn't buy your entire room at once because that's, you know, thousands of bucks of furniture all at once. Also, where are you going to assemble all of you have all together? Basically, yeah, make a plan. Yeah, what kind of weirdo would that's do the, something in... like that? What weirdo? Me? No, it was me. Like I, that's oh. that's actually what I did. Like I literally, because my wife was Mr. like, you Flex. have this room for your display. So I'm like, all right, my birthday's coming up. So instead of getting figures, I spent <laughs> it all on billies, and I like Man. measured it out and and, and whatever. And nice. so that's what like, but I don't know. It's hard to say on mine because like, but I kind of have the same thing where it's like Mr. Big Bucks, mm-hmm. like all around. Yeah. Um. Billy's and several of the other Ikea sets is, and again, we've talked about this and Lucas was saying earlier, is that it can grow with your budget. So like behind me are the, the done ones, right? But like over here, a lot of these over here don't have glass yet. Like, you know, on the other side, because and I actually have a pile of glass shelves because I got in some more with that that I need to put up, right? Um, but, you know, you can add the glass shelves in as you get money. And then you can add the doors in as you get money. And right. again, that works really well with the budget. You know, if what you're buying in toys is down a bit. You can get some stuff for displays. Um, and I don't have an Ikea nearby just for what it's worth. Like ours is three hours away 
And so I just wait till I have enough to make it worthwhile to do a delivery. Yeah. And but like I haven't had anything in like two years. I've been really slacking to be honest. <laughs> it's worth the hike if you're gonna go grab, you know, a couple. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. even if, even if it's like in your case three hours away, what you're spending in time and gas is way cheaper than the shipping that they charge. Delivery is usually around eighty, ninety bucks. It's actually, I think it's one. It went up a little bit. I think it used to be like seventy or something like that. But it's it's gotten up there. Um, so for me, it was worth it was worth it not to have to lose a whole weekend, day of the weekend for it, and plus the gas. I was like, I'll, I'll pay it. Oh, um, I had it. Go the main on, thing I had it in my transformer budget. Go and try IKEA on the weekend is just a nightmare. Because you all the people like Rob driving three hours to get there. <laughs> we got two in the area so everybody always goes to the other one i go to the the, the lesser gone one do uh your ikea shoppers tend to park all sideways in the loading zone and park all wonky and hit the rails and string everywhere and leaving carts everywhere <laughs> it's just a disaster or is that just tampa they leave meatballs on the floor so <laughs> Your, your display stuff can conform to your budget, like Rob said. But if you're like me and you, you continue moving apartments throughout the first couple of years of your life, it can also adjust to your space. Like I, I bought my ninth Detolf a couple weeks ago. I haven't assembled it yet because I'm waiting on other furniture, like I mentioned. But I didn't start out with eight. I started out with one. And then I had three. And then I had six. And then I had eight, I think. Something like that. It it changes based Multiply. on where you are. Make sure that your furniture that you're getting really fits where you're putting it. For example, I mean, if you have an octagonal room, putting two in each of the four facing corners might be a great plan for you. I did that. Also, there's a ton of sun and it damaged a bunch of my figures, so that was all. That was bad. Yeah, that's another thing. Make sure you get really heavy curtains, blackout curtains if possible. They looked nice though, and it. I had like a. I guess I could send a picture of what the outside of that apartment looked like it was crazy it looked like a lighthouse at night with all my leds and just <laughs> blasting out all the windows and it's crazy causing car accidents <laughs> causing car accidents like, if i was what the heck is that guy doing hydroponics lab something i don't know <laughs> if, I, if i was at that point in my life where i was actively moving like you know like lots of people when you live in apartments not everybody some people get an apartment live there 10 years but lots of times you're kind of moving apartments every year or two You'd be hard pressed to talk me out of just garage shelves, to be honest, because you can compress them down and take them apart really easy, right? Look, you man, know, like I'm the like they're your portable game. with you. How do you? I like, I think Detolfs move? are fucking terrible for Transformer collections, but we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there because Serge, I've been working on that for the past several months. That's why he and I are both here. So, so okay. question for you guys though: um, moving eight Detolfs, how how do you do that? You broke up, Peter. Peter and Lucas both asked a question at the same time. Oh, no. Uh, what was your question? Oh, I was going to say, before we move on to Detolfs and, and the pros and cons, mostly cons of them, um, I'd like to I'd like to give a shout-out to the Besta system, also from yeah, Ikea. Mm -hmm. The Besta system is not as, as tight as the Billy system, has different yes. style doors, but you have your glass shelves it's modular just like the the billy is you can mount it to the wall you can have it as a base you can do all the things that the billy does Please. with a slightly different style and uh <laughs> i i have 
seven in here so far, plus my whole living room with all my because I, I do video game consoles too. So I've got all the consoles, all the consoles. Oh, you all need to send us some them. pictures of that, FYI. Once it's all set up again, yeah. then we will. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all the consoles are all in in Bestas. It's modular. Her record collection is in Bestas. Her CDs are in Bestas. It's we we love the Bestas system, and it and like we were saying, just to just to piggyback, when you're ready to go from the shelves that come with it to the glass shelves, you go from the wood to the glass and fake wood or whatever. If you want to upgrade the legs, it's time to upgrade the legs. Just do it in chunks. Do it in, you know, right. if you want to go from the solid doors to the see-through doors or the whatever doors or drawers, they've got drawers you can swap out, then do it. Do it as your budget allows. Do it as your space allows, just to echo everything that everybody said. It's all good stuff. Yeah, it's one of those, I'm less pushing the Billy system as more as IKEA has a lot of systems that yeah. work out really well. And they're, you know, IKEA's not going anywhere tomorrow and the vast majority of their lines aren't going anywhere tomorrow. Right? Exactly. The Billy and the Best have been there for ever. Yeah. There right. was that brief time when Detolf stopped being made, but they brought it back. Yeah, I, I have Bestas upstairs, and like that's what I have for my uh, statue uh, collection. Like I've got, I don't know what, six statues, something like that. Mr. Flex. And it looks really nice <laughs> behind, <laughs> behind glass. Uh, they're not. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I, I, this is what I decided to do instead of masterpiece, Serge. Is I, I got those statues, so they look. They you look talk nice. about how expensive masterpieces, and then you go out and you buy your whole display in one sitting. Now you're, you're flexing your statues and your expensive. What sense does this make? <laughs> but masterpiece is too expensive. <laughs> um, oh, I decided to go up. About... I didn't. I didn't say it was too I expensive. Moved. I said that I didn't think the value was there. Is, is what I was. Mm-hmm. I was saying, but um, but yeah, the bestest system is really good as well. Like I would agree, Peter. So like the billies are um aren't quite as wide as the bestest. I think it's what like two thirds. I can't I can't remember what the measurement is exactly. Something like that. So it really depends on like the scene that you want to create. Um, I don't know. I I personally like the um the shelving that um that's lighter just because it like you know naturally kind of brings out the figure like if you get dark shelves like you just want to make sure and get good lighting to you know exit them and, and whatnot like i when i did this i debated with myself a lot do i want black or white shelves and then there's i think brown is another option you know there might be some yeah, a couple like a of colors. brown i think yeah and i just was like no on that altogether um and ultimately i was like you know what i'm gonna be in this room all the time i want some some software developers are like the cave dudes. They want to be in the dark all the time, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> um, I'm not that person. I was like, I want something more brightly lit or whatever. And, and I went with white, and I'm really happy I did. You know, other people may feel differently. Some people love the black shelves, but, you know, like, there's already enough shadows with my white shelves um, as is, right? Because lighting is a topic I guess we'll get to, but it is very difficult, I think. It, you know, it's it's challenging to do I, well. Yeah. I, Always to be the centerpiece of my display, not my shelving, but the shelving is important. So it's important to make the shelving look good without drawing attention to it, if yes. that makes sense. That's a it's like children. Like, like, you know, you, you need them there to let them know that, you know, you got kids and everything, but they should shut up. What are you doing? Don't draw attention to yourself. Um, 
But you know, you know another thing. I actually, when I uh, when my kids were younger, I actually got glass for my shelves just to keep them out of the <laughs> the masterpiece <laughs> displays. Like I went and had to get um, the child locks or whatever to put on the on, on the shelves. So I mean, normally, like you know, the lower cost stuff is like you don't care about, but it's like you don't really want them handling that uh, two hundred dollar figure. Um. One thing I think that's really great for displays that uh, I'm trying to incorporate more and more, and I've used them some throughout, and Christian briefly mentioned it earlier, but is risers. And I think risers are drastically underused. They really make a display pop. I've I've used it some on my G1, and, you know, billies aren't super deep to begin with, to be honest. But even then, you can fit two rows of toys in there and it not look like junk, but Unless you just have big guys to put on the back, yes, just like Peter's holding up there. Yep. Clear um, acrylic plastic risers. Yeah, and various sizes. And, it, and this various heights. container store has like rectangles and squares. They've got little stacky guys if you like stacking things. They've got boxes so you can put things inside the box and put stuff on top of the box. Whatever you want, go to the container store. Um, stuff that I've found is useful with like makeup organizers. That you know, those you flip them upside down and they're platforms. Spice racks kind of can spice do racks. Yep. I have a couple of spice racks on on one of my Ninja Turtle ones because they're white and my Billy is white and so they fit in. It looks yep. fine. <laughs> it's a good chance to be creative. I mean, you don't have to do something fancy. There's a lot of people that will make custom risers for Detoffs. I bought a couple of those and Serge bought one uh, earlier this year just because a guy I was advertising in one of the groups and he made custom Detoff exactly sized ones and he and i both use desktop so we bought some and they are they're okay but the spice racks the organizers the container store Um, cubes whatever like i will tell you uh, if you go to container store like they are not cheap they add up quickly they do go to ebay and buy them from china right i am i'm not like i've had some that came broken and guess what i got all my money back every time but you got to check out because, like, the ones from the container store that I have just they're I have, probably nicer. They're probably thicker they're, plastic and higher quality. Thicker plastic and they don't bow. They're really nice and square and sturdy. And one of the Chinese ones here. And if you put a heavier figure on it, it will bow. bow. Yeah, bit. it'll go like, and then you're like, oh, okay. And, and then you, you have that container app. store. You can get the like they're called like one by one AMAC acrylic boxes. Those are inner junk cubes, man. <laughs> I got them. Yeah, Christian, Christian, and I were in fact kind of like on a small crusade looking for like good affordable risers you know because we were looking for risers in bulk and obviously uh container store is a good option but like rob said they can add up really quick um there was two relatively inexpensive options that i found um one of them was uh, i think it's uh i believe it was tops or beckett one of like the um the card companies um they make small acrylic cases for they do like pop sized ones they also do ones for like beanie baby size and other like small collectibles those work great i get them on amazon for like uh five to eight bucks a piece depending on the size um and another one that unfortunately i think they've discontinued them and i recently discovered them i wish i'd discovered them earlier dollar tree sold these like clear acrylic organizers they're kind of like i guess you can put in like yes. coins yes. and like rubber bands yeah um, you, you went and got a bunch i went and got a bunch yeah i got a bunch of them and like you know if you take the the when you once you take the packaging off of them and like the top sticker that's on it 
like they're really clear for like the price that you pay and they're pretty sturdy i mean i have my fans toys motor master on one and he's a heavy chunky fella and it's not the plastic isn't bending because of the way that they're made there's like three compartments so there's like support throughout the whole thing and like a dollar each yeah every time i went to a a stop by a dollar tree i cleaned them out and i have not seen (laughs) them restock since why have you why are you telling us this now just to break our heart? I mean, yeah, I, I, I live with enough like agony and angst and regret and pain. And all you're doing is just layering it on surge. So, well, I told Christian and he also like, he swung and missed on a couple. Didn't you like you had, yeah, the, like... I, I dropped in a couple times and one of them, finally one dollar tree near me had three and I picked up the three and that was it. I mean, first Peter had, you know, the issue with his bins and now you're going to tell him about these. No, we still have <laughs> issues with the so, before we move on from risers, I mean, why are risers important? And to me, it's because they break up the, the linear verticality that you could sometimes get in displays. Basically, it means that you can have two rows of figures, but one is higher, and that utilizes vertical space in shelving, in shelving a lot better. That's, yeah, a, that's so a critical error that a lot of us make. Right, not like, utilizing like vertical how space. I should have risers behind me. but You I should have risers. I should have risers. So, I'm working on right. it. I, I, I like to display my figures. I, I keep saying it's class photos, but it's class photos. I want my 84 guys hanging out with the 84 guys. I want my you know 86 guys hanging out with my 86 guys. And if you have them all in the class photo and everyone's the same height, except for like Skylinks and Magnus in your 86 photo, then it, you can't see Springer or RC or whoever. Yeah. You want to have the... You lose yeah. them. You don't want that. I, if I spent, you know, for my masterpiece shelf, if I spent $150 on Apache or whoever, I want to see him. I don't want him hiding behind whoever. I, I, so rise him up. Make that class photo. That's why they have risers when you go take your class photos because yeah. You know, yeah. they see you. Unless you were me yeah. and they just stood you in the back <laughs> and it was fine. Yeah, but you're an <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. That's usually, that's usually what I did, uh, what I do with my risers is I like to put the, the bigger guys on top. So that that way, if you put the smaller guys in front, you can see their full body. Whereas if you did opposite, like the taller guy in front is going to block like half of the smaller dude. You just can see the top of their head. A a single riser gives you both things that really make a display pop, which is, you know, better visibility and a more dynamic nature. You know, especially for G1 things that you're not going to pose, right? Because they don't pose. (laughs) You know, you don't have a choice. I think the other thing about the risers is that, like, you don't have to get all, like, really tall risers. Like, they make various No, no. So, like, even if it's, like, a riser that's, like, an inch or two, like, that still can make a difference. It can make a lot of difference. An inch or two makes a big difference. Like, doubles the... Right? Like, right, right, right. like the, 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 the multi-packs that Rob was saying you buy in China or, whatever, or buy from China, they come in like three or four different sizes per pack. So when you buy one pack, you're going to get three or four different And they also that... make some packs that have like six that mm-hmm. are nested. They nest, so you yeah. Get, and so you can get like two or three of those, and you got a bunch of options at that point, you know, depending on what you're doing. But going back to something that, you know, we talked about really early and Christian pointed out, like planning helps a lot. So deciding, you know, when I redid my shelves, I put up the bookshelves. I knew where they were going to be, and I started displaying my G1 figures first. And so I put it up, and I was like, this is enough for this shelf. I'm going to move on to the next one now. And then once I had them laid out to where they weren't too cluttered, then it's like, okay, what can use risers? These dudes in the back. And so then I knew what I wanted to buy on top of that. And, you know, 
depending on what shelf you're working on, you know, you may be able to plan out more ahead of time. Me, I needed to get it on the shelf to really see it, to get an idea. Yeah. I'm trying, trying to stick done, to a theme. But... If you try to stick to a theme, too, that helps you plan out. So, like, I bought, when I was buying risers, I was like, okay, which shelf is going to utilize them? So, like, my Masterpiece Autobot cars, I have all the cars on risers, and then the big leader bots are on their own space, because they don't really need risers. They're big enough to, you know, fill up the space on their own. Um, and then just, just depending on like what you collect and what you have, like a lot of my, uh, MPM stuff, um, what I did was for a time before the collection got out of hand, um, I would like put the MPM in robot mode and then like the leader class or, you know, like maybe the third party KO or something in vehicle mode. And then I would have like one shelf doing that and like the that vehicle really mode nice. would be on like riser. Um, so yeah, just planning it out ahead. You know, it's uh, it's it's a lot of work, <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. I want to give because like two... Zaldron said too. I mean, you can always rotate out your displays. It's not like it's going to be mm-hmm. static. No one does that forever. But people talk about that. We've talked about I it. Do. Okay, all right. Prove me wrong. I, yeah. I feel like but, that's something people Surge talk about a lot, it. but no one wants to do it. Surge right? and I do it for a, a, di- a different reason <laughs> than the three of you. And I, I guess we could talk about that now if you want. Surge and I live in very small places. I mean, he lives in. The place where he has his collection is very small. I live in an apartment. He lives at his parents' house. So it's it's different than having a permanent display space where you can like put it all up forever and just leave it. Like Tonight Rob, is weird flex night. <laughs> so Rob, you know, you and I had a conversation over the holidays about displaying, among other things. And what you have there in your room is my goals, my end goal. But I don't live in a place where I can do that right now, so I'm the Detolf King. I'm maximizing what I can with what I have. Um, that's how it works. So when you have as many figures as Surge or I have, and you have such limited space as Surge or I have, you have to learn to rotate in order to actually you know, yeah. do stuff. Yeah, because I do it cause for two reasons as, uh, on top of that reason as well. And that's like one, uh, now that I'm working from home, I stare at this all day, every day. And, like, you know, it does get a little boring seeing the same faces every single day. So every now and then I'll spice it up, like, I'll rotate out, you know, maybe I'll put away some Star Wars figures and fill that up with another line or or some more Transformers that I haven't displayed in a while. Um, The other reason is because I don't like having cluttered displays. I like having the more spaced out displays. You know, just once the collection gets too big, you know, I got to sacrifice some to the bin. Yep. Well, and you've also done purges throughout your, you know relatively young collecting career compared to you know some of us like you know props to you on that for learning that at such a young age right (laughs) it's something that a lot of collectors really struggle with is if you don't have the space or the ability to enjoy what you have then why do you have it yeah Um, and and you know and for some people displays aren't part of the hobby you know like their bookshelf is just a way for them to access it, you know, and so whatever, you know, again, I'm, I'm not really judging, you know, I, I don't really care. Um, but when you see it every day, and especially for someone who doesn't interact with everything you have all the time, which I don't, um, you know, having it look nice, you know, it sparks joy. You know, I love that I get to work in my toy room every day, right? You know, and I got toys around me. And if I'm on lunch break, or I'm just taking five minutes away from work and chatting on Facebook about toys for a minute or something, right? And somebody brings something up, I can go grab it. I go look at it. So, you know, it's accessible. And if I want to fiddle with it, I can, which I do, you know, but uh, it's nice. I can look and see what I have very easily. And there were times I couldn't, you know, so it's, 
it is both a form and a function, and you got to make sure it fits what you need out of both of those. Well, I think the other thing, if you rotate your displays more often, like it, they don't tend to get as dusty or like you can dust them as you're rotating things out. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if everyone does, (laughs) but yeah, totally dust all the time. But, but yeah, I mean, that's the other thing too, is I know they were saying in the chat earlier that black, uh, shelves or whatever, that you can see the dust a lot uh easier on black shelves compared to the, the tops of my dead tops are black and yeah that's true yeah, uh, yeah so. i hate to tell you you can see it on white shelves as well the dust in front of my grandis is extremely thick right now <laughs> it's uh yeah it's bad i I, so, I need to get to the glass on those do you guys want to talk about dead tops i know that people well, like to rag on them but two I, of I us are a question you know, first for you, Christian, that i'd asked yeah, earlier is uh you you said that you've like moved apartments with uh, mm-hmm. detos right how in the world do you move eight day detos uh, from an apartment yes. that sounds look, crazy look behind peter that's how you do it you wrap it with saran wrap wrap it yeah so you take all the shelves out you i, I put soft things like all my clothes in there uh then you tape the door shut wrap it in like a comforter or a blanket and then plastic wrap it and you just okay. move it whole and that has never, never failed me. So clothes oh. are really just a way to uh, help move your death house? Is Otherwise, we'll all be naked. <laughs> yes, correct. It, you know, it, do- it doesn't necessarily help, but it does help me, like, move things. Like, putting clothes inside is not a huge deal, or pillows inside or whatever. Because unless you're really putting something to brace the interior force of it, you know, it doesn't help it, but it does help, you know, me not yeah. have to have like a bunch of suitcases or a bunch of things full of clothes. They're soft. They'll fit in there. They're not super heavy, which is important. Yeah. I, fo- yeah. I follow the same method you did. Cause I bought some of mine secondhand. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and they're from what I've heard, they're really annoying to disassemble and reassemble. Like once you assemble them, they're kind of a pain to put them back together is what I've heard. Um, yeah, I, I didn't want to go through um, that. Yeah, and I mean, surprisingly, I, one of them I actually transported in my car, so and it survived. So, <laughs> and oh, IKEA is like a forty-minute drive on the expressway. So, I mean, if I can wow. do it, you can do it. <laughs> I, I'll wow. tell you one thing: we we talk about ten time, uh, ten minutes, talk, ten minutes to IKEA from here. Oh, oh nice. nice. Um, one thing in the talks about planning and glass shelves. I don't know how the bestas are with their glass shelves, um, but like the fake wood shelves are very pretty easy to adjust, right? The glass shelves suck hard to adjust, so bad they suck double hard if you've got your doors installed, um, which you can do. But you got to go in and I mean, you can just screwdriver and you adjust the door so they get a little weird. But it's still gonna be like that terrible sound when you're stretching it out. Um, so I've decided the next glass shelves I do are going to be on the G1 stuff, which is pretty much done. But like all the rest of my room over the past couple of years have seen changes. And the stuff behind me has seen changes because like all of a sudden NECA and Super 7 got started going hog wild with Ninja Turtle stuff. Right. And I needed a bunch more space there all of a sudden. <laughs> and I've had to move that two or three times. And my masterpiece stuff needs some adjustments, to be honest. Um, but moving the glass shelf sucks. Because you gotta, yeah. Either way, you gotta take all your toys off, right? Which is another reason to make them look nicer and spread them out so it's less to move. But 
you have to actually slide the glass shelf out and then unscrew it and then rescrew them in and then slide it back in and then put the rubber stops back in. And like, it's, it's a pain. Um, so the more you can plan ahead of time and it actually work is good, but stuff that's in flux, I would upgrade those to glass last, I guess is the best advice I can give on that. So like for Peter, you know, you'll be, you'll be setting up some, and Peter set up his G1 stuff before. So, you know, he knows how, how to do it or whatever, but like, even though again your G1 stuff especially does continue to grow and change, you got an idea of what's going to be there even within the next few years. Um, so you know you can kind of keep that in mind so that you don't yeah. have to move glass shelves if you have glass shelves. Weird flex time. There's not a lot of G1 stuff I need. Nice. <laughs> yeah, and I know a lot of people. You know, that tells are always the butt of the joke. Everybody has them. You know, like ninety percent of the collectors have them. Well, and why do um, people have them? They're, they're well, it's because they're the most affordable. Cheap, and they look nice as they are. Yeah, I mean, they're yes. like, what, forty nine ninety nine now? I mean, where are you going to get like a glass shelf for 50 bucks? They're, they're 60 bucks. Yeah. The thing that's really and hard, though, is is like, it, I, I feel like the height of Transformers just don't look good with the Dentos. Like that, that's correct. where the risers come in. And that's yeah. where the risers come in. And, that's and so you got to pick and choose what you put in there. You know, like if you put I'm a bunch just, of mainline... You know, I know Christian does that, which but he is, has right. what I do. And okay, well, we could talk about Christian's Detolf journey now. So sixty dollars is not where a Detolf ends for me anymore. My first, my first one, two, three, I think did, and then slowly I started to realize that yeah, mainline stuff, which is what I collect, doesn't look good in there, but it works for me right now. So here's what you do. First, you do lights. You got to do it. And don't get the, the puck light that shines right down just the front front shelf. Go get your sticky LEDs and go all the way around, front and back. Do it. Lights. Well, you need them. The, the other thing is, is like that's one of the things LEDs that's nice. Making sure that you have the correct color temperature for the uh, lights that you're getting. Because, like, remember, I swear I have LEDs upstairs said, and I can't get, like, it's just not the right white. It happened remember to earlier me. when we said you, you can get too. pieces you know, bits at a time, especially if you're using Ikea stuff, get all of your lights at once. Yeah. The only thing that will be slightly off. Yeah. The only thing that sucks about that is you can't future proof them. Like I went back into my Amazon order history and I ordered the same exact lights and they're like a different tint and it bothers the hell out of me. So now I'm like, uh, now I'm just like, well, I'm just waiting out until like, you know, I move out into my own space. I could just completely redo Get all the lights. lights at once um, yeah. Yeah. All your wiring and your plugs and everything in place you can just swap out the tape lights that's easy stuff yes mm-hmm. um i will tell you some mistakes i've made is that i can't access most of the plugs on my walls anymore most of them are covered up not all of them. with the half <laughs> ones i put here i actually did make access ports for my plugs um so i kind of thought ahead a little more now the access plugs look really ugly but i'm trying to i'll come up with something um so at least thinking of that and making yes. sure you can get to your plugs and like a way to think, huh, if I want to run a wire here, some way, is there a way where I can, you know, use coat hangers to wire this, you know, making that spot is good. Um, I'll also tell you the best of system that you can, again, you can see behind Peter, much easier to put LEDs on than the Billy system with the Morland indoors, because there's not a good place. to you say, Oh, what's that silver trim on there? No, it, it's not going to work. We'll talk more about lights later, but, um, <laughs> You know, it's they're not. It's not going to look good. Like there's not a real great way to do it. Where it's the best that can you can hide it because it's got that right. wood wood frame. Yeah, yeah. So continue step with your detail journey. Yeah. Step one was lights. That that was the easy one to get done. 
picked out all the lights, stuck them all on there, wired them all together. And make sure those lights. on lights, make sure you don't get the RGB ones. Get the straight white because the RBG uh, or the RGB, sure, it's cool. You can change the colors, but the if you put them on like white, it's never going to be white. It's always going to be like a blue tint or like a, like a smoky mm-hmm. tint. Almost. If that's what you want, I guess, go for that. But yeah, go, otherwise go for white. Yeah, no, that's the issue is, and so every time I take pictures of that, you guys give me crap for the white balance. <laughs> yeah, See, I, I edit that in my photo editing app, so I can't... <laughs> well, I can't oh, jeez, like Mr. Flex over here. I, I'm so, way too built into the that. iPhone. <laughs> Step two is risers. We talked about risers for figures before. Step three is risers for the cabinets themselves. A big problem that people have with Detoffs is that the shelves that are closest to the ground get kind of lost when you look at them at eye level. Raise them up. That's the furniture I'm currently waiting on. I got pieces of furniture to put my Detoffs on to put them higher up against my wall so that they'll actually look better. In addition, they will be able to hide all the electronics and wires for my lights. So they serve a couple functions. Uh, I would highly recommend doing that. I will tell you guys how it goes once I do it. But my dad picked up the stuff. We got to do some modifications, and then he's gonna bring them here and put them on there. It's gonna be great. Very excited. Well, step three. Step three. I've just engaged a local glass maker to make me some additional shelves. Or step four. Whatever step I'm on now. More shelves for Detoffs. The issue with Detoffs is again. Transformers, especially mainline stuff, is really bad at utilizing the vertical space inside of a Detolf. So I'm getting some additional shelves made for them. I can install them with wire lock. Surge taught me that trick. So you can take out the default shelves, move them, you can put more in. So you can display more stuff more effectively. It's all about filling the space in a meaningful way. And the last step for me is understanding that with Rob's displays as my end goal, the Detolfs will not be my primary display forever. So in getting the ninth one that I just got, I had to really plan ahead to what I'd call my Omega collection. What does my collection look like at the end of my collecting life? And I think it looks like Rob's. And I think I have three groups of three Detolfs that are like true showcase things. Nicely lit, choice pieces, not crowded, just they look nice all together. So really make them a feature thing as opposed to the main area like I have it now. I think details for Transformers only works if in each spot you just have one big figure. And that's, that's it. That's the idea. Yeah. You know, it's like as a, as a showcase. Like, they'd be good yeah, for I'm hot toys maximizing. or something. Exactly. Yes. And right. Like, if it's just one, I think they can do more than look the, like Unicron shoved in there, right? That was just... I hope that guy <laughs> was doing it as a laugh just to see I if he could do so. it. There's no <laughs> way. Please be tongue-in-cheek, dude. Um, but with Transformers, Transformer collectors... We're, we have a lot of volume, like like big, huge volume, because the toy line, other than like what, for one year in the 90s, maybe has always been putting out something, right? Um, like it's our volume is stupid. If you want to buy some Transformers, there's more to buy. There's always more to buy and there's going to continue to be more to buy. Um, so with Detoffs, you the vertical space is some issue, but I think the horizontal space is honestly a bigger issue for me because... Yeah, yeah. When you have every case you have, you are losing display space for the case itself in between cases. And that the same True. goes for Billy's. Like if you didn't have Billy's and you just had big ass shelves going across, 
right? Like if you get custom built your walls as displays, right? Mm-hmm. You know, which some people do with their homes. I've seen it. Now, I didn't do it. That's way too much work. Um, but, you know, people can do that. They're going to get even more space than what I have with Billy's. Because I mean, I'm losing that much space as you go along. And you, there's no fixing that with Detolfs ever. Well, that's not yeah. necessarily true. Oh, are you going to turn them sideways and stack yeah, them that yeah. way? You do like, like the... <laughs> no, you're fucked with that. No, there's, there's, a, double, right there's a double mod and a triple mod. Basically, you, you cut the tops and the bottoms. You take out the middle pieces of glass and you bolt them together. That sounds terrible. And and that, that okay. looks nice, but it's That's a lot of work. Point. It's a lot of work for Detolfs aren't sealed. No. They're not sealed at all. There's just dust and air, and so if you start bolting, double bolting them together and everything, I've seen people that that have sealed them. There's there are mods for that, but at that point, I've bought the Detolf at sixty dollars. Yep. I need four of them minimum for whatever display I'm going to do because I have a hundred figures, for example. I need to buy furniture to raise them up. I need to buy the lights. I need to buy the seal them. And then I've lost all this space. Why didn't I just go buy the the full vision showcase at the the, the store display store for that price? It comes with lights. It comes with a base. It comes with locks. It's sealed. And it's the right height. Oh, don't don't forget to right. talk to your local glass guy. Oh, and, and talk to my glass guy. And get the wire yeah. locks and do every mod in the book. You, so I've just spent $400 on a single Detolf. And we know why you're doing it, and I'm not attacking taking, you. across eight years. That's, We're I'm trying to help the people best here to yes. not go to Detolfs. Like, Detolfs are single very, showcases. Right. Yeah. You know, they, they are not they serve a, a very specific yeah. purpose. Yeah. I, think- I, I poo-poo them because I can't do class photos in a Detolf. I can't bunch everyone up and have them go like, eh, you know, yeah. we're the art guys, derp. Yeah, yeah. I think, you can only get I like four figures is, is and then you're full. A lot, a lot of people tend to just stuff them full of figures and it does not look good. I think if you have something like, you know, Christian, like where yours are well lit and spaced out and all that type of thing, it's a completely different thing than yeah. if you, you I mean, can make it, it work. Yeah. But, yeah. You you have to maximize it, 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 but it is more than just buying the case. Yeah, I mean, I would I would make the yeah, argument that I think that you would still be better off with Detolfs, or sorry, with Billies, even at this stage, just because they are twenty times easier to move than a Detolf, even then, yeah, probably. because I don't know, they're just they're just bookshelves, yeah. <laughs> you know, they're a lot yeah, like, like the, what the, I've done. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you may. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to do. Like Christian said, eventually he's just put like a single big piece in there. Obviously, that fits well. Um, like one of my Detolfs is just all my current hot toys that I have. And it's like just one per cube. And like, they that fit. Looks nice. yeah, yeah, they it fit. It does look nice. Uh, the Star Wars helmets fit in very nice too. If you collect the Black Series helmets, even the, or the Marvel stuff too, the, the yeah. Marvel helmets. Like, like those look really, really nice. Yeah, those look really nice. In, in a Detolfin. So um, I have like my three Zero Transformers. Each one is in its own too because they're big enough to fill up that void. Yeah, but you know what they're not? 40 mainline figures on a shelf. So, you <laughs> know, or, or even 20 masterpiece, 10 masterpiece figures on a shelf. They're not going to look good in there either. Like maybe you can uh, put like the big guy in there or something, but, you know, even then you're kind of... We got to get creative. I'm feeling attacked with this mainline comment, Rob. <laughs> They're not gonna look I'm good with detail. Mainline collectors, scum Mainline of the is earth. hard to make look good in the, the detail. I've been trying for years, and I'm just so, now, like just now, since I moved to this place in the last eighteen months or so, f- starting to figure out what to actually do. 
I've also got some backgrounds on order. We'll see how that goes. So it's not yeah, just so a I, white wall behind it. You know, just some, something to kind of mix it up. You know, it's something that, like, I think people should know is out there. I don't think any of us do this unless maybe Surge has dabbled in it. But, like, Bobby Skullface has done videos of where he makes entire displays for his shelf fit exactly for the display in his shelf and makes scenes. And that's cool. And there's, But there's a lot of people that do that for a lot of fandoms. Yeah, diorama yeah, diorama building. Like you should check yeah. that out. There's some, like there's some really cool Ninja Turtle ones, and they had time lapse of them building like the rooftop scene from the '90s movie where they fight Shredder, and it was just cool seeing him put that together. And you can do really impressive stuff with, yeah, less work than you think, but it just requires planning, yeah, and some attention to detail well, and some rulers. You I've, know? <laughs> um, I've, but it's really it. cool. I haven't done it full yet. I want to though. Like, um, for some of like my one twelfth Batman stuff. I want to like do like the Ninja Turtle where they have like a cityscape, you know, yeah. like a fire escape or something. Um, there are companies that even sell like pre-made one twelfth yep. scale dioramas, one six scale dioramas. There's um, that sell detail size. If if you're yeah. only doing detail, they sell them perfectly for the cube. Just mm-hmm. slot them in. And Christian, um, Christian and I, uh, Christian had linked me a YouTube video um, where the dude would look for backgrounds on Google Images, and then you can print them on Walgreens' website for, like, 15 bucks. And it's, like, pretty high-quality print. As long as, like, the picture that you get, the file is a really good size. Yeah, the source image I mean, has to be good. Yeah, you can get a relatively inexpensive background, you know, for, for your detail, for whatever display that you have, um, printing them at, at Walgreens. And you can pick them up. If they're open 24 hours and you're feeling adventurous at 2 in the morning, you can go pick them up <laughs> at 2 yeah. in the morning. Like, I think, again, the one of the more important things though, is that when you get to dioramas, you really got to plan out and you got to know that that shelf is done. Because once you put it in there, especially if you like make something or have something made for you, because there's also plenty of people on the Internet that'll make them for you. You know, there's places that they do their side business or, you know, there's customizers that'll make this for you. Um, you know, be careful with that. Customizer are always hit or miss. But, um, you know, it's going to fit that exact size you want. And if you ever adjust anything, it, that thing's worthless now. You know, it's the truth. It's going to be hard to sell to someone else anything near what you paid for it because their shelves are going to be different. So, and it, if it sounds interesting to you, I would highly recommend watching some videos of people doing it. And it's not, the materials are not expensive. It's the time that's expensive. And so, like, you can go buy some, what is it, that foam board stuff, you know, isn't expensive. You can go buy some of that and just play with it. You know, until you get half decent at it enough to actually try to make something, right? Um, you know, if that sounds interesting to you and like it's part of the hobby you want to kind of you know stretch into, but it can be very cool, super cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's really that that kind of stuff is almost more of a passion project, you know, for yourself than it is you know necessarily like I mean, it looks fantastic, and I know you know some of the guys um, again like you know Bobby Skullface and uh, Chris Pinkerton and whatnot that they do uh, Crashbox customs that fits into the details and whatnot and it all looks really really good um but but yeah like it's something that's unique to you it's kind of like getting a custom transformer it's it's kind of a similar similar type of thing so uh catherine mentioned in the chat too that uh toy hacks also sells backdrops uh Mm -hmm. as well like do you guys have those i have a couple um of the transformer themed ones and they have like One's themed by series, and then they have some generic ones like Power Plant and 
wall. And, <laughs> and they come in different sizes. So you wall can get, number two. Yeah, exactly. So you can get them in different sizes for different scale figures if you want to do your 1.6 or your 112s or your 118s. Um, yeah, their quality is good. And they've got floor tiles. They sell floor tiles too. So if you want to, you know, Ooh. I take pictures of things at my desk. And when I get back to my normal job, I'm going to have some of this stuff on display. Uh, but yeah, it's just good for cleaning up your display. Yeah. yeah, and that just adds like a whole nother level to the hobby. If you're like finding yourself maybe in like a rut where you're getting kind of bored I and mean, just dabbling into dioramas, even photography, you know, that, that could re-spark some interest in the hobby. If, if Especially now if you're finding yourself some extra time with the pandemic, if you're finding yourself at home, you're, maybe you're working from home, um, you know, those fun little passion projects really spice up the display. And something just as simple as like those backgrounds you can get in a toy hacks, that makes a world of a difference. You know, those really cool, like, Teletran ones. Like, my, the background I'm using right now, like, they they have those. I think BBTS even has some now, too, that you can pre-order. Yep. And they're, That's like, exact, yeah. yeah, they're exactly the size for, for, for Detolfs. Um, Toy World used to sell these, um, like, the ones that I use for the show, like, that orange backdrop uh, that I have for, like, showing up figures. Those are actually from Toy World. And they put, like, they used to put one with, like, every figure that you would order from them. Uh, but then they also separately sold them. And so I, uh, like, I bought a bunch when when they did that because I was able to get them on sale. Those are the ones that uh, Fred uses too, right? Fred work? I think so. He might. I think he uses a combination of, like, some of, like, the printed backgrounds and then the third-party teletransmitter yeah, stuff. Yeah, teletram with the floor pegs and stuff. Yeah. Poses and if if you're getting if you're well if you're getting the arc too, you're you're getting a teletran. Mm-hmm. So that's something you can incorporate into the display. That's true. They better repaint that mainframe as mainframe colors. I got the uh, the eye gear diorama set or teletran set or whatever back in twenty eleven, and it was twenty ten, and it was a turd. They didn't <laughs> there, the, the walls just. <laughs> I used Doesn't to have these. That actually go for a pretty good amount of money. It at one point they you? were on eBay for like fifteen hundred dollars. Jeez. Yeah. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll sell it. And then you know, I used to have these um called mechanical chain base. It was a similar similar uh thing to those where you just like those you bought more guns, and right? stacked yeah. together. Uh, they were for like mechs. You know, they weren't specifically made by Bandai. I think it was some third party company that made accessories for, for bottle kits made them. And they came in like a whole array of like different types of backgrounds. Like some were just a normal hanger. Some of them had like uh, platforms or you could put like little human figures or like yeah, a repair bay. Stuff. Yeah. And unfortunately though, I don't even, I think those are discontinued. So they're extremely hard to find now. Um, but those are really, really cool. Um, back when I had those, I, I wish I kept them. It's just the the space that they took. I I didn't have like a proper space to do them justice. You you've uh, got to stop telling us about like... things after they're discontinued. <laughs> well, I I bought them after they were discontinued, <laughs> so I paid a pretty penny. So your word flex is look what I bought after it was discontinued that you can't get and I no longer have. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Serge, you said you said passion project a lot uh, in what you were just saying. Really, any of this display stuff is a passion project. Yeah. You know, if if displaying is part of the hobby for you, great. You know, if you're a bin person, you're like you want to get it, and you, now you have it, and you toss it in the bin. That's cool for you too. You know, all of us have just kind of 
moved on in our collecting careers to say, you know, now I've got all this stuff. I, I want to do something to make it actually look, yeah, you know, something I would enjoy, something I can look at and say, look, I did this thing and I want to look at it. Yeah. More. I think the overall so, message of today is not so much we're trashing your display if we don't like it. No. I think it's definitely make do with what you have. But your display yeah. does suck. Let's be clear here. <laughs> Whoever you are sucks. Yeah, it's it's trash, Specific and you're trash. Yours. And you should feel like trash. Yours, yes. But you you can you know you can make take these tips and make do with what you got. You know, yeah. if you have if you find yourself having a super crowded uh, shelf, maybe you know put some stuff away and only leave your favorites out there. Space them out. If you're if you have those cheap plastic twenty dollars shelves. We're telling you because we're trying to save your your collection. They're, eventually, they're gonna sag, and you're gonna end up with a bunch of broken toys. So yeah, I mean, it will fall. In that note, detolfs have been known to shatter. Like if you assemble your detolf a little off, you will put a lot of pressure on that glass wall that you don't realize you've done. And one day you're going to come in and it's going to be shattered. So just yeah. be careful. Like, it's not so much like never do it because they're going to shatter. Like Plenty of people are fine with yeah. like the vast, vast majority. But it does happen because they've accidentally assembled it wrong. And six months later they go in the room one day and there's a bunch of glass well, on the floor. Yeah. I, I think again, so just, be careful. just making sure that you like look at the weight limits of the whatever shelving that you're using. Yeah. And the reason mm-hmm. why, part of the reason that we like say the billies are the way to go, like Ikea has cheaper shelves and all that you can get too, but the weight limits aren't as high. And so they end up bowing and like, you can read reviews of people saying like, Oh, like instead of getting the $60 billy, I got the $40 shelf or the $20 shelf from Ikea. And then like it collapsed. Yeah. Um, so there's... And most of the non-system IKEA stuff isn't. Uh, they're not as modular. They're not as flexible. You can't do as much. They're with not going to as... grow with you. Right. Exactly. So, it if if you want to fall in on a system and you know your collection is going to grow, then choose. Hello, Mr. Kitty. Then choose a. Uh, he's biting my elbow for whatever reason. Um, then choose 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 an IKEA collection that's going to grow that 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 you like that you can do what you want with yeah um uh, there's a couple other topics i want to hit on before we got done one of them is uh display grouping and note that you don't have to do what everybody else does you can do interesting things like the most common thing and it's what i've done on all of mine it's what you know peter does with his class photos is you know kind of group by series and then within series kind of either group by faction or some sort of subgroup or by line like my g1 is mostly chronological ish like you know there might be i'm sure there's some exception especially peter could come in and be like that's an 87 figure and you got it with the 88s you, you know um but for the most part like you know my micromasters are together my action masters are together whatever um but you don't have to live by those rules like there's one you, you can google and you can find it there's one that did like then and now collection where it's like the G1 and then they got their masterpiece and maybe they have the Chug version in there too or something, you know, and kind of do a character through the history. You see that especially with like Paul and his Starscream collection or, you know, there's Optimus Prime collectors and they have just all these Optimus Primes together. Um, but, you know, you can you can get creative with that as well, which can, you know, help your display feel a little less cookie cutter. You know, if that, if that's something that is important to you, if it's not important to you, then who cares? You know, do whatever makes you happy, but feel free to think outside the bun. You know, 
I almost feel like we need to have Anna on here to refute you, Rob, where you're talking about groupings because it's like you refute me. I said, do what you want. (laughs) Well, no, but I'm saying as far as like, you know, okay, well, you know, a lot of people on season one, season two, you know, whatever kind of thing on there. And then like you go to Anna's shells. Right. And it's like, like everything. Right? Like, I mean, she has third party mixed with mainline, mixed with Legends, mixed with G1, mixed with, like, just, you know, whatever. Everything everywhere. And you're like, there's no way that that could work, right? But it does. Like, I don't know how she does it. I think part of it is her posing that she does. But, like, it's it just amazes me that she has these shelves of just stuff. Like, all this different crazy stuff. And it somehow... My Ninja Turtles, four Ninja Turtles just fell over. <laughs> <you're talking. laughs> no. Yeah. Uh it was do you actually ever, um, for like your Ninja Turtles or Marvel Legends and all that, do you use like sticky tack or anything like that to help them or does that damage No, I, I have a couple of NECA stands that okay. I use on a couple of them, but like when they bend at the ankle and that's where like shredders given away, like you can't do anything about it, right? Like it can kinda help, but um I think Anna's shelves work for Anna because of her one character role and that's why her shelves end up so eclectic. Because, you know, she, she wants whatever version of whatever character she wants. So, you know, she'll have Masterpiece Black Arachnia next to Earthrise Air Razor next to, you know, whatever, you know. Cyberverse uh, stream. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, that's that makes her collection unique. And I actually think that's kind of, you know, that's, that's pretty cool to do your own thing. Because, again, it's for you. Like, kind of like as Catherine was making jokes earlier your significant other or, you know, your potential love interest isn't going to care about your collection. Most likely, unless they're just a, a super nerd in the hobby, at which point go you, but it's still yours, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, you know, feel free to, to stretch out. And I know we've talked about that with Christian a while back too, because he was trying to decide like, how can he reduce, but keep the things he's like. And that was kind of like, well, what if you made a shelf per show or something of like some of your favorites as a way to, you don't want to forget that, you know, Armada happened. Right but you don't want the entire Armada line anymore. It's just too much. Well, like pick out some of your favorites, make a cool display of them, you, you know, of them in a battle scene or something. I don't know. Um, again, yeah. I can't pose. And, but you know, you can, you can do things. You, you can do more than, um, you know, the standard, so to can, speak. Can I soapbox vent for a second? Sort of related, yeah. but unrelated. Okay. So this is my, my, my classics room, my chug room and that weird flex. And, but not not only in this room is there going to be like Transformers and stuff. There's also going to be, I've got Snake Mountain over here and Castle Grayskull over here from the Motu Classics line, and um, Unicron's obviously going to be in here. I'm going to figure out how to how to how to how to yep. And then someone is making uh, for JoeCon this year or, or whatever Joe Fest a four foot wide by two foot tall GI Joe headquarters playset. Yeah, that I want to put in here somewhere. So you can plan and you can plan and you can. And then plan. somebody does that. And then someone makes a, an eight square foot plate set in the middle of, <laughs> that's going to end up in the middle of the floor of your display room. They're like, that's not a transformer. It's like, yeah, shh, 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 stop. I mean, let's be real. Unicron caught a lot of us by surprise. You know, like, they were like, what are we going to do with this? And I had to. I had to, I came up with something and I managed to make it work, right? But that wasn't planned until like shortly before it shipped, right? Like I finally, finally clicked what I could do. 
right? Um, Same here. And I'm, I'm waiting on pieces to accommodate him now. Yep. You know, so like play sets, Super 7 and NECA are getting there for Ninja Turtles. And, you know, all of the 80s stuff, except Transformers, um, really went into play sets and vehicles a lot. You know, Motu had it, Ninja Turtles had it, G.I. Joe had it. They had, I mean, yes, there is the Autobot headquarters, but. I want that. And I want the Stars headquarters. I want those so badly to be updated. Um, but. The old- like, once. Wow. What, what, what's like one of the most iconic play sets from the 80s? It's totally the sewer the hideout. Flag, the Terrordrome, the G.I. Joe headquarters playset. Uh, the, 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 the sewer hideout. Sewer hideout. The Attorney of Play Set, Snake Mountain, uh, the Snake Secret Mountain, Wars, uh, put on there. Doom Tower. Remember the Secret Wars Doom Tower? The the oh. Hive from Sectars. Come on, no. guys. Yeah. <laughs> but at some point, we're going to get some sewer play sets, some party wagons. I don't know where the hell those things are going to go. I have no clue. I've planned, but as I mentioned, you know, Collector Ninja Turtles has kind of caught me by surprise, and I've had to adjust and adjust, and I'm going to have to continue to adjust. But, um, you know, sometimes plans do go astray. That's the one thing that's kind of neat about displaying G1 is it's done. <laughs> you know, nothing new G1 is going to come out, right? Like maybe iGear will resurrect and make some toys that they want you to integrate with it again, right? But um, a lot of people did not understand that's what iGear was doing with some of the releases. But I, I think those are some of the most ingenious like modern blah blah blahs it, it was the, the the glacial lord from fans project and oh, the i gear so yeah the the alligator con and the rc yes. or whoever yeah those are just fantastic and they slot right in it's perfect i wish we had more things like that yeah the i gear problem being that the quality wasn't there but the design i liked for especially you know getting the alligator he's in my g1 display and other than he actually has too much articulation you wouldn't know that he doesn't belong there but yeah um, but yeah, so grouping. I don't know if anybody else has any other interesting ideas, but kind of the uh, all my pieces. the last thing is when we've talked about it a bit is lighting. Lighting really is like the you know the chef's kiss on a display. Um, but uh, I've struggled with it. I bought some lights a couple of years ago. I tried to set something up. And I was content with it, but I wasn't super happy with it. And then, like, pieces kind of keep coming unsticky. And I got more and more unhappy with it. And so then I just haven't done anything. And now it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> and I don't – my daughter, like, ran into the edge of the shelf once for, like, the power supplies. Were, and I don't know if she broke something or if just the battery in the remote is dead. And I just – I keep not thinking about it to go, like, I need to try another battery and see if those lights still work or not. Um but they're pretty hard to get the lights to look good in Billy's with the Moreland indoors um, because an LED strip does not look good. So like you want to hide that. So like, but there's not, if you're using glass shelves, you can't like put them. I mean, you can, you can put them under the shelf, but they kind of stick out. It's not the worst, but it's not the best. Um, so there are some neat stuff you can do though with rigging your lights together. And I think that's something that's fun where, you do need to check with like what your how much power you can put on a single power supply, it, you know. So to string, they'll just string like forty of them together, and I mean it's not going to blow up your house, but you know the lights it's probably like not going to work. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, or you might short something out and then none of them work again. Um, and you can get like USB hubs that are controlled with your phone so that you can rig up multiple sets together or so that you can control all of them through one thing on your phone. So you can basically press something on your phone and turn on your whole room. Even if it is, you know, a whole bunch of different light sets that are all controlled differently. Um, you know, so you can do cool stuff like that, that you should do, you know, and it's one of those think about it beforehand. Don't be like me and put up all your billies and cover up all your light sockets. And then you're going to have to try to figure out where the hell are your light sockets on this huge wall I have here. Cause I'm going to need to some of those in the middle <laughs> whenever I figure out what I'm going to do for lights again. Um, and I'm also, I'm, I, I want to know more about what options people have for lights, especially for glass shelves like this. Would you just get the cover for the LED strip and put it on, you know, the underside of the glass, you know, or, or what would you do? You can't put it on the back. Don't light your figures from the back, at least not only, right? Like you need them to be above and preferably near the front so that the way your eyeballs are going in can see them. I've seen people put lights on the back. I'm like, what are you doing? You're just casting them in shadow. Yeah. I would do your shelves like I did my shelves, which are two circuits starting from the bottom right, go all the way up on the side, go across the top and go down to the bottom left and then do one in the front and one in the back. And then put the, you know, put the shelves up against the LED strips. Don't put LEDs on the shelves, but they're lit from the, the walls of the case. When I was doing what I have right now is actually traced the inside of each door and I tried to shovel them in that little gap there, but you can still see them. But that's the problem is I keep kind of falling out and especially at the top, even though I put some double-sided tape to reinforce. Um, and then I had to like find ways to join them to join multiple strips together. That wasn't too bulky. And, yep. and it's like joining them is easy, but ways that aren't bulky is different. Um, they looked a lot better with the extra bits going on the inside and the middle than just around the edges. Cause I tried both and took pictures. Yeah. Um, but it may just be that it's not worth it because right now I'm letting perfection be the enemy of good. And it's like, you know, and so I've just, I just quit all together instead of like, you know what, just take this stuff down, try it again. And, you know, and maybe you said do that because then I can cover them up where they're going around the edges. So you don't see an ugly led strip. You can get those covers, um, you know, and string it around the edges and it'll still look really nice. It'll be better than what I have now. And I can start working on it again. A final lighting note I would tell you is, you know, we've been talking a lot about LEDs. Keep your stuff away from natural light. That's the enemy of any plastic. Just, you know, if you've got a display room, make sure it's dark. Um, you know, get light, light it the way you want. Don't use the sun. Get the those foil uh, space blanket things. You know, they're cheap. You can layer two or three of those up. And that's actually what I did on my right here, if you saw. Behind those blinds are those space foil blanket things. And you know what? You get a few extra and you throw them in your car and for emergencies too. Just, you know, they're not the worst thing to have. Um, My HOA won't let me do that. I just got black. I didn't ask. I just did it. You know, it's on, it's in the back of our house. You know, it's not like facing the front window. Like, honestly, I don't know that I would want that on my front window because it probably looks like I'm growing pot down here. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not actual, but yeah, I talked to you about the lighthouse earlier. Yeah. Um, So, but yeah, you, I do have figures from, I didn't notice it until I moved from the old house to this one. It's like, Aww. like my, my 20th or uh, was it 20th or 25th Beast Wars anniversary primal versus Megatron pack, like sides all yellowed. And it's like, Oh, that one was near the window. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, damn it. You don't right. notice it until it's too late. So don't yeah. don't ever start. Yeah. And, and for what it's worth, I know y'all talked about this a bit uh, the other week, too. But your toys are going to yellow anyways. But don't help it along. You, you know? So do what you can. It's still going to happen. Your jet fire is going to turn to butter. It's just going to happen. But you, you do what you can to, to put that off. So... That's all the topics I had. Displays are complicated. Make it your own. Have fun with it. Or don't, if that's your deal. Uh, so, I was going to mention Book Club uh, this week is going to be More Than Meets the Eye 36 through 38. So um, join us Sunday nights on the TF Talk Discord uh, as they discuss that uh, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. Um, and then this week for microcasters, do we know what we're doing, Christian? I thought we, we were do doing... not know what we're doing yet. I thought we were talking about y'all have getaway. Oh, uh, if y'all want to do this getaway, let me know. But yeah, we do need to schedule that because I have getaway as well, and I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, doing a review of that. So, but yeah, so. You know, so we'll be doing something Thursday night. So check that it's out on something. the TF Talk Facebook page, uh, 9.30 Eastern, 8.30 Central. Uh, and then, let's see, what else we got? I mean, cut the tape, who knows? Um, <laughs> roll the dice. Um, so uh, thank you guys for joining us tonight. Um, and thank you to everyone in the chat. Uh, Zaldron, Catherine, uh, Phil, Jay, uh, Big Daddy Reviews. Big Daddy Reviews. Oh, Big Daddy Reviews was back. Thanks. Yeah. Ron. I don't. I don't know if he's still here, but he was. Yep, he was in there earlier. Did I miss anyone? Oh, and then Ryan earlier in the show. Um. So. But yeah, thank thank you guys. Uh, is there any final thoughts before we leave? Quick summary is. Plan what you can. Think about upgrading in the future and what will flex with it. Think about how you want to group them. Buy risers. That's like the one solid non-negotiable point. Buy some goddamn risers. They're awesome. Uh, think about dioramas. Think about backdrops. Think about lighting. And, you know, it's yours. Do it. Plan it out and grow it over time. Except for LED strip lights, which you probably need to buy all at once. Or else you are totally going to get a different run and it's going to be a different color. Good thing those are cheap. They are cheap. Yep. Comparatively. Yep. That's it for me. All right. Well, thanks, guys. And we will see you next week. Bye. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another TFYLP. 